0: This is the High Hopes Podcast. I hope. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies. On Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack, uh, you're... you're I mean, I don't even know what to say. You're you're just going to be full fritz this podcast, aren't you?
0: I mean, honestly, James, I I appreciate the effort on that. Yo, but that is not the yo that I needed After this baseball team is clearly back and
1: slow it down. This is good. I'm excited about this. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Uh, Do you not feel, you You can't rip the yo.
1: I mean, it's a, it's a, you're the one having me record at 1020 at night. Where my Dude, dog... you act
0: like 1020 is one in the morning. Let's it's, go.
1: It's late. It's late, buddy. You don't have to wake up as early as I do.
0: I but know, well, and I also, actually get to sleep also in tomorrow.
1: Also, the whole Zoe thing, too. You know, I do have a daughter sleeping right now. So.
0: I I know. I
1: know. And you get and, to sleep in tomorrow, and I got to, you know.
0: So. Well, so, but, but with Zoe, like, you didn't. You didn't decide to go wake her up and, and like, kind of whisper to her, like, hey, Phil's <laughs> no. back? No. <laughs> like, like, honestly, Zoe might play, play better defense than the Colorado Rockies. Oh, which my is, goodness. Which is
1: uh, I, I I think a uh, shout-out to our buddy, Roto-Cod, who had uh, one of the tweets of the season so far when, when when you tweeted, I'd like to thank the Rockies for letting the Phil's get hot. And he said, finally, we have the answer. To who let the fields get hot.
0: Really, though? Like, honestly... James, like was it not refreshing seeing a team be worse defensively than the It Phillies?
1: was it was unbelievable. I mean it was one of the I mean, there's still one game left in the series tomorrow, but Oh, but is it, there it, though? I mean, it, is there we it just been, chalk that one up as an L. It, it was, yeah, I know, right? Lock L. It, it's one of the worst defensive series I've ever seen a team play. It's unbelievable. And the and the funniest well, well, on, part but, about but it's, it, it. It's the, funniest, the worst
0: non Phillies yes, <laughs> defensive series. Well the funniest
1: see. part about it is that that while the Rockies have somehow turned in the Phillies, Alec Bohm has somehow turned into Nolan Arenado from the Rockies, you know, from his Rockies tenure. Like, all of a sudden, Boehm is a, a vacuum at third base. James, What's going on? James? Go Phils, buddy. Go Phils. Uh, James. Sorry, sorry. I got to chill it out. I'm definitely getting a text from Emily. I, I'm surprised we haven't gotten one yet. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Might be ready to say this. I don't, I don't want to get too bold. I don't want to get.
1: <laughs> Not your style.
0: Uh, no, I don't do that. I I'm very measured on this podcast. <laughs>
1: yes, yes.
0: I Alec Baum. Oh, good. Might be okay playing third base. <laughs> All right, that was, actually, might.
1: I, that was actually really. Wow, I like this setup in the the knockout there. That was very measured of you.
0: Might not be that bad. Definitely still not great. Yeah, not great. I
1: mean, I mean, definitely if we're gonna put a a, a you know moniker to it. Bad is is still something I would put there but but not really bad that would be that would be pretty cool.
0: I would now again, don't want to get too bold, but I would take him over Carlos Santana at third base. so I think oh, okay. that's a, a pretty big step up and hey, listen, Austin Riley was also labeled as a guy that could not feel his position. Uh, and they start hitting, and his defense are coming. Oh, along. L-
1: wait, hold on! What's happening right here? Are you? Are you? L- <laughs> I feel like I'm in a bizarre world. All of a sudden, you're you're complimenting your maybe least favorite player in baseball.
0: Well, no, no. Pete Alonso. <laughs> <officially Alonzo. laughs> P- cemented himself back as n- as number one today. Austin Riley still stinks, by the way. But um, but no, it's just like it, it's refreshing. And and honestly, James, um, uh, like Nick Castellanos. Coming out and, and talking about how he he sat bone down after the after the the I bleeping hate this place and um you know kind of saying I've been there I've been in the position where you were where I had all these veterans on this team we were expected to win I was making three errors at third base and um and I just and, and he kind of put his arm around a boom. and I, for as much as the the bats were obviously. The main reason why Schwarber, well, hopefully Schwarber with the bat and Castianos were brought here. Obviously, that that's the, mass, that's the main reason. But their leadership is also a major reason why, and just that kind of thing. I don't think happened last year. Like Alec Bohm last year looked like a guy that was in his own own head, and did, did look like a guy that was alone, and did look like a guy that didn't have. And this isn't to rip the, the members of the team, but he just looked like he was by himself as he was going through the worst professional stretch of his career and i just think that that castiano's having that moment with him i mean look at what we've gotten since then we've gotten like pretty good third base play um at least making the plays in front of him um you know not screwing up double plays even having some uh uh, quick exchanges on slow rollers um and and the bat's been fine you know i mean he's obviously hitting over 300 that probably won't happen he's gotten a little bit lucky thanks to ryan mcmahon at at third base Um, but he also had two balls i believe this series that are home runs on any other night well now, Sunday night against the, the Brewers was a home run on any other night uh, in the middle of June. And there's another ball, I think, Monday night that's also a home run as well. So, like, that kind of thing is why I believe that Casillas and Schwarber were such massive signings. Just a change of culture around here. And I, I think in the Alec Boehm situation, we're already starting to see that kind of move pay dividends. And I just I, – I hope uh, – like, I feel like you and I have, have kind of had this – okay, that's the moment that's going to kind of turn this team around. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've like done this eight, a thousand eight, times. Eight, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like, I keep trying to find the magic moment, and uh, hopefully that kind of thing is is the staple of this team going forward. And and shout-out to, to Castellanos for doing that, um, you know, and that's part of the reason why I believe they're brought here.
1: Yeah, we talked about the boom thing last year on the pod. Talked about, I mean, literally that exact thing and saying, it doesn't feel like there's anyone on this team who's, you know, grabbing him by the shoulder and and saying, you know, like talking him through it and helping this, this, to your point, a kid (laughs) you're going through is not, you know, obviously his biggest slump in the majors. But, you know, when you get to that point in in life, you know, your biggest slump in your life potentially, I mean, you hit everywhere you go up until the majors, you know, and um, you know, not having anyone there to really kind of, take him under his wing to kind of school him all that stuff I think it, we, we talked about it it was I think it was a, a massive issue last year and I think it contributed to how boom season spiraled on him and yeah clear the clearly the Cassiano moment had a had an impact and and look you know he talked about two at the short action right if we want to Throw those two in there together. I mean, they are undefeated since the Schwarber action. You know, granted, you know the Rockies, as we mentioned, have played a role. You know, you have to give listen. Them credit. I've seen
0: this. I've seen this baseball team lose to plenty of bad baseball teams over <laughs> yes, the last couple yes. of years. Let's give them credit. I'm um, with
1: you. you know, the point I was going to make is the Rockies. The Rockies deserve some credit, but at the same time, the Phillies took advantage of it, right? You know, it wasn't all errors that won them game. They still had to get hits with runners on base. They still had to, you know, add runs later in the game. They still had to get outs on the other side of the ball. So, you know, I think the Phillies deserve a lot of credit for bouncing back. And, you know, they've won, um, you know, three in a row for the first time this season. They win their first series since the opening series of the season and you know obviously back clearly and look we were we were not panicking we were frustrated and it was you know honestly more than anything just really not fun to have those type of expectations going in and being you know the guys saying it's okay open your hearts they're winning 90 plus they're yeah, they're it's, winning, okay. <laughs> it's cool you won't get hurt again and and for them to open like that you know you you just felt like a real a hole, if you know what I mean. And that more than anything was frustrating. But both of us said we weren't panicking. Both of us said if you uh, believed in the bats before the season, the bats are going to hit.
0: Well, and and I don't. It's crazy to me that it took uh, like a week of forty five degree weather for the bats to kind of heat up a little bit. You would think that as the weather. And by the way, James, like not really any home runs, and they're still yeah defensively di- di- yeah. Di- this week. Totally. So. Like, that's like barely just-
1: barely any really the the is bryce is the bryce armor the only one over the last three so they scored 18 well, runs in well
0: i mean if we we're listening to t-mac in the eighth garrett Stubbs hit one it was
1: it was it was it's a good hit but <laughs> I, yeah i that's great that's great for t-mac I it know. seems like I that's know. what happened in this year more than any. I had the Matt Viscurgeon Well, because one. This,
0: cause they can't figure. Why can they not figure out a baseball, James? Like, why why can't we just why can we get a ball that's, like, fair for both the hitters and pitchers? Oh, I know. I like, know. why it, does it have it, to there, be?
1: There's no perfect medium. It's always one or the other. It's always it's like, juiced oh, let's, or let's, it's humidored.
0: Let's have one ball that's basically the dead ball era, and let's have one ball that's basically <laughs> steroids, like the steroid e- era of baseball home runs. Like the juice baseballs were ridiculous. Like I'll never forget. I think it was like the Diamondbacks game in the middle of July. It was like 95 degrees out, and there was about 14 home runs in the baseball game, and LA was sitting there in like the eighth. Like, what am I watching? Like it wasn't baseball. And then now. Like, it's the polar opposite. I mean, the ball, like some of am I, I,
1: I have in the, the background, I still have the game on, like the, you know, NBC Sports on, and I, I just watched the, the Bryce triple from tonight. And off the bat, it's like, how's that not a home run? Like, that's a home run. You know, th- that ball should be a home run and it like Uh, it uh, doesn't uh, even hit the fence out there it's nuts it really does feel like it's been a noticeable thing this season that the ball and and look obviously weather plays a role in that too but i think it's been really noticeable the ball's not flown off the bat this season in the same way even like you know outside of the Schwarber dong like that you know even most of the home runs are haven't we haven't seen that many you know there have been a few throughout baseball but you know that many like super tank shots like it's been a lot of the kind of you know just over the fence or a little bit in the bleachers johns what
0: nice um <laughs> well, like imagine what the uh imagine how far the Schwarber home run would have been <laughs> with the juice ball i know like 500 plus yeah um but you know what's interesting I- obviously and it I- was at coors field by the way too. I know, yeah, I know. Which and and dude, I don't know about you, but uh, did you see the like the, the Hunter Renfro home run from Saturday? Like, I yeah, I've seen the, that it, ball. That ball should have been in the bullpen. That was and, my
1: thought too. I mean, I couldn't believe when he hit the ball. I thought it was gonna go well into the bullpen, and it was in the first row. I'm like, what is
0: this? Yeah, I, I've seen Hunter
1: Renfro hit that exact home run multiple times, and it's definitely been further than that.
0: Yeah, it's not great, but I will say this: like, I, I do wonder. Now, I don't want the ball to be like this. Like, I think this is uh, an exaggeration of what needs to be done. But if if they continue with a ball like this, I do wonder how long it would take for offenses approaches to, to kind of change a little bit and look to put more baseballs in play. Um, like, that could be a, a side effect of this. Now, I don't really want that because I like, – I, I want home runs to be home runs, and I've seen home runs a million times in my career or in, in my life, as is in Spike Park. And I want a home run to be a home run. But if they can find a ball that's like a little bit more juice than this, but I do wonder like if they say no, this is what we're sticking with, I wonder how offenses approach or offenses, um, yeah, uh, approach that. Like, are we going to get more averages, more balls in play, more action in the game? I think we could. So I, I just, I wonder, like, I wonder if they're going to do a big overcorrection here. And they're going to say, oh, my God, oh, my God, everyone's freaking out about the balls. Let's make them juiced again. And then it's like, oh, wait, this is also Mickey Mouse baseball. Or if they actually have a take here and, and stick to, hey, this is going to help put more balls in play and ultimately help the game from from that aspect and, and kind of, um, without moving the fences back, get more action in the game. So I think that's one thing to kind of monitor as we go along here in the, the new dead ball era.
1: <laughs> it is fascinating and it has been throughout baseball and certainly jive with the Phillies games. Like we talked about, you know, they put up seven, eight and 10 or seven, 10 and eight the last three games. And like we talked about, I guess the homer homers, well, homers, um, and then the, the Harper one, but, but I mean, it has not been fueled by power, you know, it really hasn't. So, oh, and I, did JT have one in there either way. It hasn't been a ton comparative to the amount of runs they scored. Um, let, let's, let's dive into the offense a bit and, and then we'll get to some of the pitching stuff before the take bag. Um, with the offense, what, first and foremost, Schwarber obviously has been struggling, but let, just an overview of where you're at with the offense, kind of the moving pieces of it. The, you know, eight different guys having hit lead off, obviously it's not eight, but it's a bunch. <laughs> it's every night, a different person in the lead off all, it's like open tryouts. Um, what do you think about the lineup, the kind of shifting nature of it? And, and do you think that the last three games have just kind of been a spurt or you think they've finally found their groove?
0: Well, um, it's funny. I actually don't think they've been uh, to, to Girardi's credit, uh, when Segura has been in there and JT has been in there, it's pretty much been the same lineup except rotating the, the center field, uh, position, you know, he had like
1: three games in a row or whatever. Hey, listen, Hey, listen, don't let Joe for for Girardi. That's
0: like, you know. An anomaly. So yeah, yeah, don't don't let him get get hot when it comes to making a lineup. So good good shout out to Joe. Um and with Schwarber, it's like yeah, I I I can't take the the, the ground ball and the the plays are, are, are annoying and strikeouts are annoying. But I will say I think he's done a better job recently of working to get to the three two count. And I do still think he's making better swing decisions than he was earlier in the year, so I'm hoping that um, he kind of gets going here a little bit. Like I, I, I have not given up on on Kyle Schwarber. Well, I,
1: I would hope not. I mean, that would be a
0: disaster. Where, no, yeah, no. Nine, and, and we're listen, 19 listen,
1: games into his Phillies career, into his 80 million dollar contract. That would be very bad, Jack. Very. Bad. He
0: can bat, he can bet 161 all he wants, but they they haven't lost a game since he freaked out on Angel Hernandez. Yeah. So I think that's worth 80 million, James.
1: Yeah, of course it is. That alone. I think yeah. you're absolutely right, Jack. Correct. Yes.
0: Um yeah. clubhouse guy slash manager of the team, maybe. Joe uh College Warber. Look, but he's I mean, also
1: player- he's also always been a streaky guy, you know, Hoskins esque in that way, as we've talked about many times the June of all time last year. Or so you know, I, I, I'm i not too concerned. I think he'll heat up. We just need to, you know, he has obviously been so far the weakest link of the guys you count on. Luckily, you know, especially lately, the last few games, the bottom of the lineup has really played well. I mean, Dede's hitting, you know, not for power, but he's hitting. We mentioned Boehm, Camargo obviously has cooled off a bit, but has been obviously m- much more good than bad. They've gotten a lot of contribution from the bottom of the lineup with Hoskins struggling. Harper's finally starting to heat up. But the bottom of the lineup has really been – really helpful for this team over you know the last week plus where they've
0: actually won a few baseball games well the beauty of it james is that it's it's different guys every night and and that was always the thing that i think a lot of us were most excited about with this lineup was that you know it's not it's not the, the idea that they're gonna be clicking at the same time was always a bit of a, a reach It like, was always like that's not gonna happen i mean even the 08 lineup like it's not like they were all unbelievable at the same time like Pat Pearl had to start the season on an unbelievable tear in 08. Uh, uh, Chase Utley was like the MVP of baseball for, for most of the season. And, then, um, and that's well,
1: baseball. I mean, very rarely does a lineup like just crush all year, you know, everybody. You know, it's now, one of those things I, where guys carry teams for stretches and, and all that.
0: No, I will say I can't rule out Cassiano's just raking all season long. Oh like
1: body, my my boy. Uh, he just rakes. The dude just hits. It just he just hits Jack.
0: Now he does he does throw uh, pop ups for in the outfield like uh, it's, oh, it looks he's, like, not, he's not an outfielder. No, like, but it's he, so he, funny. He, he, he made so that funny. nice
1: catch the other night, but even the nice catch he makes, it's like uh, you know the the middle of the mitt, like palming it type of catch. It can't even look cool,
0: dude. Every time he tries to throw a baseball, I just think of the little kid that's trying to throw pop ups to himself and like and running under it or trying to throw pop ups to his friends, except. Nick is trying to throw someone out. Uh, so. Well,
1: no, I mean, and let's be honest with him and and Schwarber together. Probably the worst, you know, corner outfield arms combination in baseball because Schwarber is not great either. Jack, when it comes to throwing the ball, we saw that tonight. That throw to home was <laughs> just a tr- like a hor- like not just slow and archy, but also completely off target.
0: <laughs> it was bad. It is pretty surprising he played catcher in, i know in it's
1: I, I honestly i can't believe it i i i can't believe it i don't i mean to like, be you fair, know like, else, like you know who else came up as a catcher james
0: bryce harper yeah <laughs> i was just about to say
1: to be fair he never played it in the majors so or any and it substantially or whatever so
0: yeah it's it's a little surprising so um but yeah like like it was always unrealistic to think that uh they were all gonna be clicking at the same time and you kind of just hope that they do click it at, at, at some point and have like a little bit of a week where it's just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. But, you know, it was always going to be different guys stepping up each night. You just kind of you, you, you bet on the talent uh, prevailing. And I, I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now, whether it's Bryce, who is now heating up. I mean, just an unbelievable night tonight. Um, he's had unbelievable a of balls-
1: series so far, really. I mean, he's yeah. been really good.
0: Yeah, and he, he's had a couple of balls, um, you know, when, when when he is in that left center field gap, it's just like, okay, there he is. There's the MVP. There's the best hitter on earth. So, um, yeah, so, you know, he's obviously getting going. Cassian is getting going. Like Reese went 0 for 5 tonight but was 3 for 4 last night. Segura's been been pretty consistent. Um, and, and that's really just the beauty of the lineup. Like even even tonight, um, he, like – uh, Fetner or whatever had a had to throw 30 pitches and in the in the first inning and it was one nothing and 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 that but they' they're finally getting to where they are consistently working pitchers and and that's why the, the the approach at the beginning of the season just didn't make any sense to me it was like yeah I, I understand you want to hunt fastballs but I mean you have pretty good contact hitters in this lineup you have talent you have a, a, a decent mix of average power. OBP skills all over the, the front seven of the lineup. And now, like, Bump being as good as he is right now, Dee being as good as he is right now, um, you know, uh, Camargo, whether he's down there, Oduble's hitting right now. Like, it's just... You're getting unexpected contributions from guys you weren't really thinking were going to be there as a part of this. Like, we were all banking on the main six, but really the rest of the lineup is doing the job as well. And James, the thing that... I have just loved about specifically this series, and I I genuinely hope it's something that we continue to see as the summer goes along. But just aggression on the base pass. And- oh yeah, like Bryce Bryce. I almost feel like because he's DHing,
1: Bryce feels like he has to like steal more bases and be more aggressive out there. Like he has to take advantage of every opportunity he has out there. He's been a while, man. He's been getting there, but steal third, like just go for it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's not my favorite version <laughs> no, of, uh, of Bryce, no. but yeah, like they're like Segura's stolen a couple bags, uh, JT's gotten moving, and the reason why I like it is like it it's sh- it's creating their own energy, and I think that's been something that this team has been lacking in the last couple of years is that they haven't like they haven't been able to create their own like all right let's go like a steal a base like that kind of that that invigorates a dugout. You know, it gets the dugout going rather than just standing around and and waiting for the beginning or waiting for a three-run home run. Like it actually gets guys into the game more. And I think that's really important. And um, it's 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 creating different ways for this for offensive score runs to where it's not just relying on the long ball. Like you don't score you don't score eight, seven, and ten runs in single games this series by you know, without when you're not hitting home runs by just hitting singles and doubles. Like you gotta do different things. They, they're doing a really good job of putting the bat on the baseball. They're doing a good job being aggressive. They're doing a pretty good job of being smart on the base pass. But that aggression, I think, can become a mentality for this team and and hopefully something that can kind of jumpstart them whenever they're going through a lull of, of – kind of being despondent in a way, um, like we've seen on the road the last couple weeks. So I hope it's something they keep they keep doing. And uh that was like the one mental note of a change of philosophy that I really saw this week against the Rockies. All
1: right. Harper's elbow, obviously it's concerning. He is uh the, said it's achy, you know, tried to work it out. Uh going to be DHing for the foreseeable future. Um, so two questions. Uh last time we spoke, we both agreed we were concerned that you know there's no other word for it. I think we would both say we're still concerned. Uh first question is how concerned. Second question is, are you finally willing to admit into a microphone for the listening audience that you are incredibly grateful that the designated hitter is now part of the National League? Because We would not be watching Bryce Harper play. None of this would be happening. The Bryce Harper, oh, Bryce is getting hot. Here we go. Run coming. Hitting the ball to left left center. Looking good. None of that would be happening without the DH in the National League. The floor is yours.
0: I would rather Bryce need (laughs) Tommy
1: Jones. No, stop it. Stop it. Don't say that. Uh, Just Just take the
0: L. Well, I mean, for my... For my baseball team and my superstar and my MVP, I will say I'm glad the DH is here, but I will never Cut take the L. Cut that As, audio. Cut that audio. Especially when you tell me to take the L, I will absolutely <laughs> never <laughs> take the L. I know. Trust <laughs> me. Ever. I'll be like William Wallace in Braveheart uh, yelling, yeah. hold. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> All right. How concerned are you? Like levels? Um. So, yeah. Definitely concerned. Um. Uh, but the thing is, is that he, like, it's not hampering him at the plate, you know? Clearly. We talked so, about
1: last time that it could be, and we were concerned. It clearly does not look like it is. Or or whatever it is, he can certainly work with it.
0: Which gives me hope for that. It's hopefully a rest thing, and they don't need to get surgery on it. And, like, if he looks this good at the plate, I would think that he can't really feel it. Um, and because Didi missed Tommy John and or had Tommy John that came back and like couldn't hit anymore. So that gives me a little bit of hope. I do like that. He was physically able to throw the baseball. Um, so that gives me some hope, but no, I mean, anytime you are talking about Bryce and your $330 million man and, and all this stuff um, it's, it's hard not to be concerned, but I will say the fact that he looks really locked into the plate. It's not like he's not swinging any less violently Um, and, and the fact that he was attempting to throw yesterday, I think is good. Like, I think when Bryce said it wasn't good, I feel like that's from the standard that he's used to, but I think just the fact he was able to get out there and throw, I do think is, is, is a positive sign. So, um, it's, it's mildly concerning. He hasn't been in the field in a week, but, um, I, 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 there, I'm not like doom and gloom about where the situation is at.
1: All right. Um pitching. Uh just what strikes your fancy? You know, what would it like we've seen Afflin, have look good this last outing. Ranger, you know, had some bumps in the road today, but looked, you know, better than he has. Um Nola the last since last time we spoke had his best start, you know, in a while potentially. Um where are you at with the staff right now and and what sticks out to you?
0: Well, dude, it's so funny to me. Like I I'm sure you 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 feel I don't know if you feel the same way, but um, you you take you take callers. You are on Twitter, sort of. Um, <laughs> and, and like, dude, it just drives me crazy that anytime you talk about a team and 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 where they're going, it's like, yeah, well, the pitching's gonna hold them back. It's like, is that just the generic thing to say? Uh, it drives when, like, me
1: crazy, Jack. It like, drives it, me crazy, dude.
0: I I I said this over the weekend. Um, <laughs> on the show I hosted, I was like, I'm just convinced that everyone hates their pitching staff until they win the world series. Like everyone real quick.
1: That's why I always say like, go look at some of the other starting staffs, like pull up MLB depth charts and look at the starting rotation for the majority of teams in baseball. And it's a bunch of guys you never heard of. I promise you like, uh, you know, obviously, you know, if you play fantasy baseball, you've heard of them, but you know what I mean? Like, there are some really good staffs, you know you can look around and point to some staffs that are that are definitely better than the Phillies, but the Phillies are absolutely a top ten starting rotation,
0: yeah, and like believe me, I understand that there's there there's going to be times, and I understand people not fully believing in them, but like this whole idea of well, they don't have enough pitching. It's like pitching depth or actual pitching talent. Like, like there's a couple times over the weekend they were they're like, well, they should send Nola down and and Ranger throws 87, and I was like, well, What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. So, um, so, I, I, this is kind of what I expected from from the rotation, you know, like like Ranger, Gibson, Eflin. Nola is now in that group because I don't think he's. I don't think we can consider him in the ace or even number two starter right now. Um. So, but what they're doing right now is they're giving us five or six innings of quality baseball and and keeping this the, the games within reach to where the offense can can hopefully go off and take and take over and steal a game or just mash their way to it. So, like like this series has been. Really good from that standpoint. And I think over the course of 162, I anticipate on most nights that the Phillies offense can score more than four runs a game on most nights. And all I ask for the starting pitching to do is go five or six innings and allow four or less runs. So, given that baseline, I feel good about where the starting staff is is at. Um, I thought Nola looked really good on Sunday. And I'm curious to to monitor this one going forward if they've kind of figured out a new plan for him so you know how he allows like I don't know a million home runs in the O2 curveball James mhm <laughs> so I, what I noticed <clears throat> on what I noticed on on Sunday night was a lot of fastballs up but a curveball starting at the same spot as fastball started at and breaking on a different plane so like so, like, for example, he would start his fastball, like, right down the middle, and it would kind of go into a righty but rise a little bit, and then he would start a curveball from the same spot and it would go go uh, down away to a righty, for example. So he's, like, kind of pairing a high fastball with starting a curveball in the same spot rather than starting a fastball at the bottom half of the, the strike zone and letting it work up and then having a curveball work off of that, which is easier for hitters to to pick up, because it's a completely like there's no tunneling there. There's only just a, a completely different pitch, so it's easier to pick up. So that's something I'm monitoring. Like I, a couple years ago in 2018, he was pounding the fastball down the zone, down the zone, down the zone. And what I saw on Sunday night was the possibility of to get people off of his curveball. He is starting a, a fastball higher so that the curveball is starting at the same spot and falling to the other side of the plate. So that's kind of something I'm monitoring and something that, like, I mean, we'll take that start heated out on Sunday any day of the week. Um, and even last week in Colorado, I thought he was pretty good. So um, the fastball up, curveball down is, uh, is interesting and definitely a different kind of Aaron Nola plan against, uh, against hitters. So that file that one away under something to monitor.
1: All right, last thing for me before the take bag. Bryson Stott, our yes. boy, sent to the minors. How do you feel about him being sent down and really the whole handling of how he was brought up, the opportunity he was or was not given, and and ultimately the decision
0: to send him down? Uh I feel fine about it. Like I, I think Bryson Stott's gonna be a really good player here for for a long time and, and nothing has really moved me off of that. I think I, I still believe in him. Um and I also I, I I don't blame Joe um actually <laughs> actually for this one cuz I think I think Johan Kamarco is playing really well and and looks like a guy that can help this team and obviously with the way DD is hitting right now um I mean Didi is batting 3, three <laughs> 341 and and Boehm was just hitting better that, than Bryson was and looked more comfortable and looks back to being the the, the 2020 version of Alec Bohm. So um I, I actually I'm I'm all good with it from, from all angles.
1: Wow. Uh, well, I, I, like, no, I, no, 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 no. I, look, I think you make good points. Like, what are they supposed to do? I just – I agree with you. I think in the situation they were in with Camargo playing well, with Boehm playing well, and, um, you know, the as you point out, all, like, I just think that – I just don't love the idea of bringing your top prospect up and saying, all right, kid, here you go. To start the season, a shot in the majors – and then you know, you know, like he went a week without playing, really. <laughs> like at one point towards the end, before they sent him down. Like I don't know. It just, I get it, and I do think that that you know, with Didi hitting, as you pointed out too, like they, I get it. Like I understand that he, it probably makes more sense developmentally still for him to be getting regular bats at, at AAA, and um, you know, he there's just not a real spot for him to play. I just, I don't love the the idea uh the whole you know i just don't love the way it was all orchestrated even if they didn't really have a choice at this point like he's your top prospect and you brought him up and he got like a kind of a chance and then he just got sent down you know
0: yeah but i i think they're kind of in the mode where we gotta I, win ball game i i agree I get, get I get it i
1: get it i get it i get it i get it and
0: i and i do like i think like the 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 royals and the Mariners are in a little bit of a different situation. I mean, Mariners are kind of closer to the Phillies, where they can just play Julio Rodriguez and and Bobby Wood Jr. every day and and hope for the best. And I just think the Phillies were in a little different p- position. And, they yeah, were, like, they were. So I obviously and I also
1: they- those are two of the top three or four prospects in baseball. So it is a slightly different thing. But yeah, um, I get it, I get it. I just wish it hadn't played out the way it had. But I, I agree that in the situation they were in, it was it was the right call. All right, uh, take it back.
0: Okay, uh, real quick on the on the pitching staff. Um, I thought Eflin on was it last night was yes. probably the closest that we had seen to Eflin in the spring. Um, you know, I thought the first two first two or three starts of his of his season, I was like, eh, I don't really see it. Last night was like, okay, there he is. Um, you know, fastballs jumping and his stuff was darting, and um, he he's kind of. You can tell with Eflin when his stuff is just really flat and meh, and you can tell when his stuff is really, really sharp. And last night his stuff was sharp, so hopefully that 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 kind of gets him going. Ranger, this is actually in the take takeback. I think there's a chance Ranger's the best starter on the team this year. Like it's Whoa! It's, not, it's not that I it's not that I'm like worried about about Zach Wheeler at all. It's more just a vote of confidence for how much I trust Ranger Suarez. Like he didn't even have great stuff tonight and he was still really good, and I I just, I don't think he's going to be the best starter on the staff, like I think it'll be Zach Wheeler, but I I don't think there's a non-zero chance that at the end of this year, we're like, Uh, okay, Ranger Suarez is is like definitely a big piece of this rotation going forward, and like, (laughs) could end up, being the number two starter and guy that we needed to have uh, starting a playoff game. Like th- I think that's legitimately on the table. James.
1: Well, uh look, you know, I love Ranger. I, I said, I believe in him coming into season. That would be unbelievable. You always, you know what it, it makes me think of is you always talk about where's our Max Muncy. Ranger Suarez is our Max Muncy. If that happens, you know, obviously a pitcher versus hitter, but that idea, you know, the guy who just kind of is in your organization and you don't think is anything close to what they ultimately end up becoming. Like, Ranger Suarez, we all thought, you know, was a uh, a six starter, really, you know. And then, you know, even when they made him a bullpen guy, maybe a long man or something, like, we never thought he would become, you know, an elite closer. And then we certainly didn't think he would become an elite starting pitcher or potentially elite starting pitcher. I mean, it would be, it would be like a Max Muncy type of thing where this guy just comes out of nowhere and becomes an all-star you know it, it would be really a, an astounding thing for this team and huge
0: well that's a nice but I've already uh determined that Garrett Stubbs is our, uh, <laughs> <laughs> our uh, next Stubbs-y!
1: I mean no offense to you know my my on again off again and oh and here we go you mostly have mostly off again uh uh really only on for for one year uh Andrew Knapp relationship I mean this guy's so much better he's just light years better just a thousand times
0: better than Nappy. Right, we'll we'll talk to you in, in, in June on All that. All Stubs he does is hit. He just comes sure.
1: in, rips, you know, almost home runs, as T Mac would put it.
0: Poor T Mac. Um That's you know tough. who you know who's definitely not gonna be our Max Muncie? Who? <laughs> Jose Alvarado. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's dude, I can't brutal. I can't do it. I it just every time like I loved them when they, they traded for him. I think that's strictly because, like, a Pitching Ninja. Like, I blame him for m- almost oh, all Oh, totally, this. totally. Like, and, he... and, and
1: and it was also because we we didn't have dudes then. You know, now we got some dudes where then it was like a guy throwing a 100 was like, a, you know, like something at the zoo or something. It was like, oh, my God, I've never seen an animal like that. It's a lion. Wow, I've never seen a lion before. That's so cool. You
0: know, it was like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, and he is... A g- Every time he comes to a ball game, I'm like, this is going to be tied up. There's, like, there's no matter what the lead is, no matter if they're down, I'll be like, okay, he's giving it. Like, there. Every time he comes into a baseball game, I'm like, okay, he's definitely allowing runs here. So, and
1: in painful ways, it's like he's going to throw wild pitches. He's going to walk guys. He's going to hit guys. Like, it's never going to be anything that is even remotely entertaining to watch. It's going to be horrible.
0: Yeah, I right Speaking- uh yeah I have to I didn't press my button back <laughs> so I, just, I didn't press my button back so I was wondering why nothing was recording but yeah. here it's,
1: we go uh, Matt you figured out you didn't
0: like talk without noticing what, it was I, honestly I thought my I thought my thing froze and I thought I was like oh fuck yeah that was um, worse okay so cut this part out <laughs> <laughs> I don't know maybe I'll leave it in cut this part out
1: I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> this is fun. People like this stuff.
0: Speaking of dudes. <laughs> um, yes. Give me the dude, man. Um, I am getting dangerously close to calling Jordan Norwood, Andrew Bellotti, and Nick Nelson dudes. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, Uh-oh. Every do- time, do every time Jordan. <laughs> every time Jordan Norwood comes into a game, I, I get a little bit. I get excited. I really do. It's like. Bang, there's 97 with a splitter. Um, So, And he actually is throwing strikes, which he's never done in his entire career. So that's been a a pleasant surprise, I would say. So Jordan Norwood's awesome. Andrew Belotti. I
1: got it. I I can't let this slide. The man's name is James. It's James Norwood, Jack. All right.
0: Well, I keep thinking of the old Penn State receiver. It's James.
1: All right. His name He is an amazing, all-time, top-tier, great name, James. James
0: Norwood. That's fair. That's on me. Um, <laughs> Don, Donovan just bet. Donovan Jessbat. So, James. No, that's because I wrote in my notes as Jordan Norwood. So that's <laughs> James Norwood is the guy, and um, I can't wait to see how he continues going forward. And since he has now been proclaimed as a, a possible Jack Fritz guy, I am excited to see uh, his career go up in flames. Um,
1: oh man. What about Bilotti Are you gonna uh, set his career on
0: flames too? So Andrew Bilotti have already determined is like literally Michael Stutz reinvented. Like twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. I love I love when
1: you come with the like super deep <laughs> random cuts. Michael Stutz. Like that's Michael Stutz is a guy you don't you didn't even own in fantasy.
0: Like, that's, that's good stuff. Dude, yeah. Michael Stoots had a moment. I don't care I don't care what you say. You're not going to sit here and lie to everyone that's listening right now and not think Michael Stoots is going to be a lockdown reliever in this bullpen for the next decade.
1: Michael Stoots, buddy. If we
0: had this podcast in 2014, 2015, there would have been so much Michael Stoots talk. It's not even funny.
1: Michael Stoots. What do you think Michael Stoots' best ERA in his career was with the Phillies? It was his first year, right?
0: Yeah. What was it? Three five?
1: Three six three. It's all right.
0: Yeah, come on. Don't please don't <laughs> doubt my student's knowledge. How many
1: years in the majors did Michael Stutes
0: pitch? Two.
1: Three. You're good oh. at this. How many games did he pitch in
0: in his career? Um fifty-three. Seventy nine.
1: Not bad in general though. You did good with that. Well done. Thanks. No, but I will I
0: I I will never doubt your student's knowledge again. We are officially on Andrew Bilotti watch and uh, Nick Nelson. I was excited when they traded for him because I was like, oh, that guy has no idea where the ball is going. But he throws 97. Um, But he also has like a a pretty decent changeup off of 97. And I do. I'm intrigued by his curveball more and more. So I think as the season goes on, I think we'll see more uh, of those guys. And, dude, it's just like. It's just so refreshing that now the, the the bottom of our bullpen is is guys like Bilotti, Nelson, and Norwood that at least throw ninety five plus and at least have stuff and at least can can give us some hope and hey, maybe fool a hitter every once in a while. I know that's a crazy concept, um, but I don't know it better just, than David
1: Hale and Heath
0: Embry. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. Random workmen. I mean, and that that I that know. was the
1: that was the, like the go-to guys.
0: Well, but not even that. Like, dude, like Mike Morin, uh, Nick yeah. Vinson. Mike
1: Morin. Remember Mike Morin? In, like the sixty-nine mile per hour curveball. Yeah, okay. he's a
0: part of the. He was a part of the fourth lowest second half bullpen ARA. <laughs> uh, uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Good job. Well done. No one, no one, no one. <laughs> he, was right. he was all right.
1: He was all right. Morin got some mouths. Blake Parker.
0: Blake, ah, oh, the worst. The sweater, Blake yeah,
1: Park yeah. Uh, he was also super annoying to watch Dude, with his pen, whole. Our bullpen was
0: was was a was a bunch of guys that threw eighty nine miles. Blake an hour.
1: Parker with his like ass in the air, like doing his whole. Can you do a Blake? So for those who don't know, and I'm sure you do if you listen to a lot of stuff, but you know you might not because this is a an audio medium, and and you don't get the Jack for its visual medium, but Jack is is a savant at recreating windups and, and pitching mechanics and whatnot, similar to like batting stance guy on Twitter. That's Jack with pitching. Can you do a Blake Barger?
0: Uh, if I watched him again, I could probably do it. Yeah. I can, I can do, I can do pretty much everyone. My, my Look th- at you. Look at no, the like-
1: modesty, the humility. I love
0: it. <laughs> It's just like when you got talent, you gotta you yeah, gotta he yeah, though. just lean into it, dude. I honestly care. though, honestly though, in a in a in a real moment on this podcast right now, that's about to happen. And I need to, oh, buddy,
1: embrace myself.
0: <laughs> no, but like this is one of those things where I, you're such a sage old man. <laughs> oh God. And you're you're kind of like I look up to you as like oh, a guiding, like a, like a fatherly figure. Yeah, yeah like a father. Yes, I look at you yeah. as a father-like yeah, yeah, figure. Like, yeah. Let's stop beating around the yeah. bush. Here. just go there. Just go yeah. for it. Just, yep, think, yep, just yep. think of me, me and Zoe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Good. I'm so I'm already. Think,
1: I'm happy you think you're closer to Zoe than to me. That's that says something. But go ahead. Listen,
0: you don't have to tell Emily that you care more about me. Like, you don't. <laughs> oh my God. This has gone off the rails. So this is a real thing that I've been thinking about. Okay. So So you know how like Chad Durbin is now on the Phillies radio broadcast team? I do. I do a mirror image of Chad Durbin's windup. Oh, and God. I'm just wondering if the first time I meet him, if I should show him <laughs> my Chad Durbin uh, <laughs> from the stretch. Is that a good idea or a bad idea?
1: I mean, you know it's a horrible idea, but I will say Chad Durbin seems like a pretty cool guy. So I do think that, you know, knowing you, you won't be able to contain yourself and you'll do it. But if you if you do do it, I, I would say don't do it. <laughs> my official advice, my official recommendation don't do it. At least not the first time you meet him. Maybe, you right. know. Yes. You know, yes. Get a little rapport going before. But I do think that eventually Chad Durbin seems like the kind of guy who would would
0: potentially enjoy that. Yes. I I am embarrassed to admit the amount of times that I've like just stopped and I've stopped what I'm doing and just started working on my Chad Durbin. Like oh. I, I I believe it. You do it all day. It well, is it's not even. I would say no. Like I think the Nola one I'd use the most because I haven't nailed it yet. Like it's like it's like a great artist trying to make sure they get like trying to get the the painting just right or the or the the note on a on a music thing whatever it's called. Yes. Yeah. That's that's how I feel when I haven't. I still haven't got my the note
1: on a. You're like Mozart trying to get the note on the music thing or whatever.
0: My Doc and uh, my Doc and my Cliff Lee, even though it's right. Actually, my Doc, Cliff Lee and Hamels are unmatched. I'll say that unmatched. Yeah. So
1: I will say, though, I mean, we got to call it like we see it. You do them right handed, the lefties. So, you know, it's like five percent less impressive when you're doing (laughs) Cliff Lee right handed. You know, I'm just going to say I'm just throwing
0: that. I'm not that talented. I mean, that's the that's some people are. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) Whatever his name is. So the point being is that if we have another high hopes night, which we eventually will, if you want to come up and ask me to do a a mechanics thing, I'll I'll probably.
1: Oh, I love this! What a what a good yes! Please, please, everyone should have their own. Individual ask of Jack. You know what? I do, you know what?
0: One of my all timers is too. What? This is this. Is, speaking of deep cuts, uh, I I don't even know if John Lieber has as good of a John Lieber as I have.
1: Really? That May, is
0: I I got it down to it too.
1: That is a that is a deep cut. I don't think John Lieber even remembers what his windup looked like. Um, my my request sure. my request is gonna be a left handed Dontrell Willis. <laughs> Oh, I got Dontrel all oh, yeah. day, oh, yeah. all day. No, it's I can get my leg up there. Okay, I believe it. You, are you I take mean, the- not as high, but no, like to you, to you, a certain extent. I will say you do take this way too seriously. So I believe that you will you will sell out your body to to complete one of these. So
0: I'll
1: yeah. show you tomorrow. No, I'll, <laughs>
0: we, we'll, I'll get in the I'll studio say and tomorrow. say here's Dontrell. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> do i need anything else i think no it's super late i'm super tired so nope no. i got
0: at least a thousand more things <laughs> I knew you you're then. gonna
1: do that as soon as i said that i knew you're
0: gonna do that <laughs> james yes hand gets the job done per usual
1: yes look at you i love when you go blue which you just learned what that meant which is good
0: just like middle school yeah. um i did have one more thing Okay, no, I'm not done yet. Please don't, Please don't <laughs> Why? Why, it, me why, again.
1: why would I think you were? Yes, as soon as I uh, mentioned going to bed, I knew you would add <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes to this podcast.
0: Don't worry, I still have a top five coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you right now.
1: Let's go. I'm, I'm just Dude. gonna like give, give you aha's at the end of what you say.
0: Good. That's what I. That's what I anyway. <laughs> You just want the mic. Just go. Um. I think that we found the title of the 2022 video yearbook, by the way, um, courtesy of Gene Segura, where he said, we start a little cold. Maybe at the end of the year, we finish hot and go to the playoffs. This team is great. The offense is going to come. It's going to move. You can't stink forever, James. You can't stink forever. Is that not the most beautiful sentence in the history of Uh,
1: baseball? Gene nailed it. As usual, wordsmith. James Cigarettes, the man knows his way with words, Jack.
0: I mean, I do think they can stink forever. I, I don't think we're out of yeah, the woods I don't, on I don't that think, one yet. I
1: don't think Gene has looked at Philly's history. I don't think he's pulled up the old baseball reference page and really analyzed it, but, you know,
0: props to you, Gene. I would say more often than not than they they have stunk forever. You
1: would? Really? Is what, a, what a bold statement by you. Yes, um, they're the whoa. losingest franchise in the history of North American sports. All I'm yeah. saying is, like, yeah, I hope they're... they're. They went like 50 years of making the playoffs or whatever. I mean, they're horrible. <laughs> All
0: right, enough. Not 50
1: First. years, but like 40, whatever, 40 years.
0: The gall of you to do that on the night the Phils are back is just so. It's just woefully disappointing. Well, well,
1: now they're look. We, we, it's been a, 11 years, Jack. Like, now it's time for another run. We don't get the 11, you know, the the every year dominance, but we get little pockets, and now Let we me get tell a you pocket. Something. All right.
0: Let me tell you something. This is just how my brain operates. There was no Phillies baseball from after the Astro series in 2012 to the little Michael Stutz run in 2014. Love it. To the Altair home run in 2017. Like, everything in between, there was the... The 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 Tyler Goodell Cameron Rupp play at the plate, but other than that, nothing happened in Philly's baseball. Uh,
1: so, Luke uh, Luke Williams, give me give me the Luke Williams run. No,
0: but that's that's I'm talking 2017 on occurred. It okay, really okay, okay, I got you, but I got you. From 20 end of the Astros series to the Stutes run to Goodell to Cameron Rupp to the Altair home run, we're just getting rid of all that. Yeah, all gone. All I got gone. I got I got no problem with that. Thank you. That's the official statement of the high hopes podcast. So we can't sing forever, James. I want to introduce, um, our listeners to something that, um, I like to call the high hopes analytics. And what I mean by that is that I just want everyone to pick up on the trends as to when James and I will record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like we're a trends league analytics have a lot to do with the trends. um, when the fills are hot, yeah, a lot of podcasts. Yep, you betcha. When the, when the fills lose in brutal fashion and the fan base is down, we record a podcast because we're just as down as you. When the fills are right in between, we got nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, just want to talk about High Hopes Analytics. When the fills are hot, James and I are hot. Yeah. When the fills are on our deathbed and awful, we're there for you. When they're in the middle, <laughs> yeah, this no interest.
1: Great. This is phenomenal. Honestly, this among the best things you've ever done. I, I wholeheartedly sign off on these analytics. These are, this is the you know, raised front office type
0: stuff, Jack. Thank you. Jack Neander, some are saying.
1: <laughs> I know. I For that one, I'll give that to you.
0: And before I let you go to bed. Yeah. Um, Top
1: five, buddy. M-
0: my top five favorite tweets. Yes. Of course. My top I, five. I love
1: that you're, you are actually addicted. Like it is, it's a thing. It's a thing. Go. Here you go.
0: Well, now I feel pressure. Like now I feel <laughs> pressure. So,
1: so I can See, this is what like the Nance bit was for me. It's like, I was always trying to find ways to, to mix it into the pot. And then eventually I was like, all right, we're done. I'm
0: good. And I don't like letting people down. So, um, you know, I just do it. So, um, <laughs> my top five single favorite kind of tweets to receive. Ooh, number five is the responses from the my response the the responses to someone else not understanding my bits. Right, so I'll put out a tweet that's either sarcastic or feels like a loss. Someone will get really upset, and then a high hopes listener comes in and says, "Oh yeah." You gotta understand the bit. Those are are they bring a a, a real smile to my face.
1: Uh, particularly when those people get to tell Ruben tomorrow to understand the bit. Yes, the Ruben one was top notch. That um, was that was the top tier. Also,
0: zoom off. Getting zoom off yeah. was a big one.
1: It's me. all great. It's yes. it's and and your
0: commitment to it is impressive. Although I will say, I believe I am graduating from most of it. Feels like a loss is too important because I gotta help the Phillies win ball games and <laughs> and like there's no shot they score here. That's another thing that is getting worked into the repertoire because. But
1: you're talking about like this is the most important game against the Tampa Bay Rays, the Phillies. Yeah, the that Bay. one might be moving yeah. past. I got gotcha. you.
0: I got. I mean, you 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 pretty much run its course.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: you know, sometimes goats gotta take a little bit of a step back.
1: Look at you. This is been uh, really just a. A, a a podcast of, of you just displaying humility just constantly. It's been very impressive how, how modest you are about you're everything the one,
0: you do. You're the one that said we need to record tonight because the fills are detrimentally hot. And yes. I said, fine, I will also come in detrimentally hot. Yeah, you did. It's true. <laughs> you did. Uh, my fourth favorite response to uh, our favorite tweet to receive. Um, is a response to a, a random thing that we said on the podcast out of nowhere? Like, I like when I love those,
1: anyone... I those make me so happy. I, I don't, as everyone knows, don't tweet a lot and
0: whatnot or respond a lot, but I love those tweets, they make me very happy. Like, for example, someone who is still listening 45 minutes in the podcast tonight, like, you're getting some, some gold. Um, And I would I I love getting the responses to about it's usually typically 45 like more high hopes analytics. I would say is that the 40 the first 45 minutes usually pretty nuts and bolts. The last 15 minutes is is really is 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 usually completely off the road.
1: (laughs) Yeah, as you could tell, I
0: even said it was
1: off the road. And, And to your point, shout out to the tweet you sent me that the guy when I talked about Bluey, it's a perfect example where he's like. We don't talk, the the, the myth about Bluey or the trick with Bluey is that Bandit sets an unrealistic expectations for fathers and how much he plays with his kids. And I didn't have a great comeback. It is a great point. Bluey is still amazing and I love it, but it is tough to live up to Bandit standards. And anyone who watches Bluey will understand that.
0: I'm totally with you, pal. Bandit really, <laughs> Bandit he really does really, do that. Yep. He's
1: over the top. All right. Anyway, good. It's
0: great. Uh, my third favorite tweet to receive is, of course, why not Mick? Um, yeah. Because I feel like that's yes. our podcast thing. And it's like, I love that. That that makes me happy. Yes. Um, you know, that everyone's behind the guy. And hopefully that when he gets healthy, he can just take the center field job and he can just run with it. But I just know our manager, and I don't think that will <laughs> be allowed to be the case, James.
1: Yeah, our manager's
0: not a big fan of young
1: guys. I mean, that's not, not the way he does things. Bryson Stott says hello from Triple A.
0: And the young guys have to earn it like Alec Bohm did. Yes. Um. By the way, speaking of Girardi guys, uh, Ronald Torres officially <laughs> yeah, gone. Goodbye. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Uh, my second old, favorite. The
1: only way that that Girardi won't find a
0: way to fit him in the lineup if he's not on the team. I know, I know, I know. Um, and thank God Didi's batting three forty one. If he was playing over Johan Camargo batting two ten, I would be losing it. Well, um, and he would be playing. So thank God he's
1: seen three forty one because he's gonna play because of Girardi.
0: Correct. Uh, my second favorite tweet to receive is like as soon as the Phillies go down, just a meltdown of feels like a lost tweets. <laughs> Like, I know yeah, it's, it's outstanding. It's just like it's just like oh good, everyone's on, this, on the same page. You know what's interesting though is that a lot of times this year I genuinely haven't felt like a loss. Like I think I always believe in this offense. So it's not like a terrible place to wow, be. Wow, look yeah. at
1: Jackie positivity. This is great. I feel good. I feel
0: good about where this team is at. And my single favorite uh, tweet to receive is nights like tonight and and last night of. Who let the Phil's get hot? You know? Because it's just, it, it means that the fan base is in good vibes. And when the fan base is in good vibes, I'm in good vibes. The podcast is in good vibes. James is in good vibes, even though he's deathly, deathly tired. <laughs> and God, it's just what a place to be in. And, you know, all I'm saying, James, is like, obviously we're excited. You know, we, we hope that this is kind of the springboard. But honestly, I'm at the point where I've done the whole who feels like a or who let the fills get hot thing so much that like now is a business trip. Now it's time to grow up. Now it's time to let's let's start stacking wins. Let's stack series wins. Let's sweep a sweep a Rockies team tomorrow that stinks. Let's go to New York this weekend. So like who let the fills get hot is great, but it's time for for us to start stacking wins and, and going a, a real streak here you know yeah no more little spurts
1: yeah I, it's a it's an outstanding point and and you know that's what great teams do is they have multiple of those streaks they'll win eight in a row here and they'll win six in a row there and they'll win seven in a row there and you know five in a row here and and consistently win series you know and this Philly team it's you know even when they're like hot quote unquote the last few years it's always like Oh, they won a few series in a row. You know, we obviously all remember the one eight-game winning streak, and then obviously, you know, nothing more than four or whatever it was. It's just if you know, five, it's just insane how little this team has been able to really get on rolls last few years. So I'm with you. They need to it's something they need to learn how to do and 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 do. Um, all right. Uh, my my last thing. I, I we've never done high hope shoutouts really before, but I'm gonna start it right now. Cause You mentioned Pete Alonzo earlier in the podcast. I would like to give an official high hope shout out for you know the name alone, but uh, Stubby Clap shout out to Stubby Clap for tackling Pete Alonzo like the loser he is, living out the dream we all want to do, tackle that loser. Um, official high hope shout out to Stubby Clap, Jack. Are you down with that? Uh, what a of name. course, I mean, what a, a name! A, a,
0: a- and Pete Alonzo after the game with the whole like... If oh, I yeah, come
1: at me also. like a man. Oh, uh, you loser. You. Uh, he looks I, like... He also looks like a 40... If we talked about it, he looks like a 45-year-old man. It's insane. Pete Alonzo does not look like a young dude.
0: Well, now he's growing out the hair too and like trying to have flow. And, and I, uh, here's my, my, my main Pete Alonzo stance, stance. Is that... That dude had no friends his entire life. He was a a loser, and then he started hitting home runs and became popular. And he simply doesn't know how to handle it. I love it. I think I think that dude, you nailed it. He's a loser.
1: Yeah, you nailed it. I think that's a a, like psychoanalysis at its finest level. You nailed it.
0: Thank you. That's my official stance on on Pete Alonso. And can we calm down with the Mets? I mean, I every year, same crap. Oh, they're so good. Oh, oh, relax. Talk to me in June. Yeah, I agree. They're still the Mets, right? Just like people could say we're
1: still the Phillies. They're still the Mets. Both these teams, you don't really have to prove that they could do it before uh, before anyone's going to believe they do it. So we're still going to make fun of the Mets at least for now. Um, are you gonna got final thoughts, Fritzy? James.
0: We can't stink forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Gene. I love it. Uh I have no final thoughts. Cause I'm going to bed. Uh I
0: guess I do have one final thought. Hold on. I got another final thought. All right, all right, all right. What is it? You may I got I, I don't know. I really don't have anything else. I just want to keep you <laughs> up a little bit a, longer.
1: You're such a dame. <laughs> uh,
0: I will I will give one last final thought.
1: Who let the fells get hot? He's for some salt see you later.